Hey guys, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. This is one of the first interviews that I did moving to LA, and it's with one of my really, really good musician friends, Manila Killa, who I've known now for around four years, and that's how I met like my boyfriend, the rest of Moving Castle crew. So we talk about how he's from Philippines and fitting in there, then also about his duo, Hotel Garuda, but also how his music picked up at the beginning. He's done a lot of remixes that charted really, really well. He's remixed for the likes of Lana Del Rey, London Grammar, Dawn Golden, she's the one that kind of blew him up. And most recently, his song with AO Beats and Shaylin has a million views on Spotify, so we talk about everything. Really great friend, I love this one. Killa. What up? What up? We're in LA. My first legit since I moved here video interview. Woo. So we met like, okay, three years. Is it three years ago now? Yeah, we met three years ago in New York City. At like a Young Lean concert. Yeah, it was Young Lean's first performance in the yeah. States. And we, who connected? I think Brett. It was, it was Brett. Yeah. yeah, Brett, my manager, connected us and we were hanging out with AO Beats and we all decided to go to a concert together. <laughs> I have a picture, I'm gonna put it here. The first picture I have with Chris from that night. Oh man, and do then, we, oh yeah, we did have yeah. pictures, yeah. I just was like, oh, I'm probably gonna meet Andrew again and <laughs> have a picture with him. We hung out a bunch, cause you, yeah. were, you were interning there. Was it like, was accounting or finance? Accounting uh, it was like, it was like weird. It was um, anti-money laundering at like an auditing firm in New York. Yeah, okay, that's what we bond over, cause I interned yeah. doing that like three Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. You were doing like data entry or yeah, like yeah. some crazy stuff like that. Oh, you still are? Yeah, at Hypebeast. Oh, <laughs> Oh wow, okay. Yeah, Damn. and then, wait, was that internship like, you just had to do it through your school or? Um, no, I actually, I just applied through it, just like, no, nah, it wasn't through my school. My parents were just like, hey, you should uh, do an internship this summer. And like, at that time, I was just doing an internship after like every semester or like yeah. every school year. So I was like, yeah, sure, I'll just do that. But what I liked about it is that it brought me to New York and New York was like the place yeah, to be. Yeah, we met like, Wait, you met people before me a bit, but we also yeah. met, like, Mark Johns. Yeah. And, like, Sajib. Sajib, Jai Wolf was hanging out with us, too. Um, Ethan, Robo Kid was there yeah. that summer. So, like, like, everything pretty much happened that summer. Yeah, yeah. like, that's where it kind of, like, started for everybody. This is, like, where the first time we all connected and met. So you were born in D.C., right? Yeah, I was born in Washington, D.C., but I moved around a bunch because of my dad's job, so... I've also lived in Indonesia and the Philippines as well. So your parents were like born in Philippines and yeah. moved there for work? Or? Yeah, they were both born in the Philippines and then um, they both traveled to the States to give us a better life, <laughs> their kids, so super thankful for them. So your dad's like a government contractor? Yeah, yeah, he's a, yeah, he's a contractor for the government. He works for, um, mostly does work for uh, third world countries. Yeah. So he's stationed in the Philippines right now. And does your mom do some more stuff? Or? Um, no, she, she actually uh, took off work to raise her kids. Oh, okay. Now she's just chilling in uh, Virginia. That's where I stay when I'm not out in yeah. L.A. and stuff. And yeah. What age were you when you moved back to the Philippines? Um, the first time I went back to the Philippines after I was born, I was actually only two years old. Oh, damn. So, yeah. Well, like, so you, like, barely remember. Yeah, I don't stuff. remember. I mean, all I really do remember is moving around a lot. Yeah. That's all, yeah. So, like, airplanes and stuff were just, like, a part of my life. So. What was it kind of like growing at, was it super, like, Filipino household, like, really traditional? I would say, like, it was a mix. Like, my parents, 
definitely taught us about the Filipino culture and like we would eat Filipino food every night. Yeah. Like we would have rice with our meals like every day, which was amazing. In a sense, they kept that traditional, but in terms of like pop culture and like exposure to the outside world, they let us, you know, explore westernized types of media and stuff. So I would say it was like... Like TV or on Yeah, or, yeah, both yeah. actually, yeah. So they never like forced us to like learn about the Philippines. They sort of just like taught us about it and just told us about yeah. it. So it was like a mix of Western and Asian influences growing up. What were you into back then when you were still in Manila? You started breakdancing, right? Like you <laughs> well, did yeah. interviews, but I remember you oh, had yeah. pictures of breakdancing yeah. and you still do. Yeah, I mean, that was just like a hobby that I picked up and it was just like between me and my friends. Like, I mean, like I loved like all kinds of art growing up. Like I was really into like drawing and stuff. And then I was also really into music and naturally I was into like the dancing and like the choreographing and stuff. And so, yeah, in the Philippines, my friends and I started like a breakdance crew. Well, called... How old were you back then? I was 14, I think, when I got into breakdancing. Yeah. And then I discovered music production when I was like 15. So breakdancing was like pretty short-lived, I'd say. Who showed you music initially when you were 15? No one really like showed it to me directly. We had a, like a battle of the bands happen at my high school. And one of the guys that performed, performed music off of a laptop that he made. Like, then he made the music with the laptop. And I was like, whoa, that's crazy. So I started, like, exploring that. And then from then on, that's how I just got, like, super obsessed with music and stuff. What kind of music were your parents playing growing up? Oh, my God. My parents loved, like, the really chill ballads, like, the classical jazz. <laughs> like, dude, like, every time we'd come home from, like, a family party... In the in like the minivan that my dad would drive, he would play like smooth jazz and stuff. So, and also honestly, I, I wasn't that into it as a kid. Like, I really wanted the energetic pop music, like the rock music and stuff. Yeah. So, but that's actually not. Is that really common to listen to like jazz music in the Philippines? It's not really. Right? Not really. No. I mean, yeah. People in the Philippines are really they sort of like tag along to what um, Americans like. So you're definitely gonna see a lot of like Justin Bieber and stuff yeah, in the I Philippines. Yeah, I think that's mostly like what yeah. they listen to. Yeah, it's like all about like westernized culture over there. They just love what like America does. Where do you think you got like your creative side from? Um, wow, that's a good question because both my parents, like they're not tone deaf. <laughs> <laughs> but I wouldn't say they're like incredible, incredibly talented musicians or anything. Like they could play piano and stuff and like I could sort of play piano, but the only reason why is because I memorize the notes and then I play it that way. <laughs> Honestly, I'd say I get most of my creativity from my mom because I noticed that she like loves to paint. And when I was younger, oh. I, yeah, like I love to draw too. So, and my mom still like takes drawing classes and stuff. I think she, like the last one she went to was actually like last week. So <laughs> yeah, so she's that's like still, cool. yeah. So she's like still super into the arts. And I feel like that's where I got it from. But my dad also really appreciates music too. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I'd say like a combination. What subjects were you into back then? Were you like taking creative <laughs> subjects? I enjoyed both, honestly. I liked history a lot. Oh, really? Well, it depends what kind of history and it depends what we were studying. I was really into like the, um, like the Egyptians and like the <laughs> Greeks and the Romans. I yeah. thought that was like really cool. But then like high school and in college when I was like forced to take history courses, I started losing interest because we were studying like 
European colonies and stuff. I was like really into like the crazy like gods and stuff. But Are you like, into it now? Do you want I mean, honestly, I am. Yeah, levels? like yeah, for real. Like I mean, I love like ancient aliens. Whenever I find it like playing on the TV, I'll go and watch it because I think that stuff's like really fascinating. Yeah. Um, but aside from that, creatively, yeah, I took like cello lessons i took yeah, private lessons yeah i was in the orchestra from like did you like cello or was it just I, your parents i hated it <laughs> honestly like in the moment like as a kid being told what to do creatively i hated that like i hated yeah. i hated it when people were telling me what to do when in terms of like creating art or like playing music and stuff like i just wanted to play it my way i didn't want to go and like learn like you know the foundation and all that but like looking back on it i appreciate why I had to do that, like, why well, I had to learn the basics, but at the time, I, like, hated it. So that's why I, like, stopped doing orchestra, like, in ninth grade, I think. And then I just moved to, like, playing drums and guitar and stuff, <laughs> like, on my own, and I was not good at it either. <laughs> so. Wait, so how did you get into doing accounting for oh, college? Did you want to go to college and do that? <laughs> It wasn't, like, a matter of choice, honestly. Like, in the Asian culture, you're kind of... There's a set of expectations that you're, you're supposed to meet. And one of those was to graduate with a college degree. So there was no choice mm -hmm. when it came to, like, whether I was going to do college or not. So, and, like, I, I started off with accounting, and then I, I, I moved to finance as a major, and then I eventually moved to business management. And, like, all of, all of these subjects, I would, like, looking back on them again, I really appreciate everything I learned because, like, yeah, maybe I'm not studying something that's directly related to the music industry, but, like, the concepts that I learned, I could really apply. So I'm, like, thankful for it, but, like, school and stuff was just something that, like, was always expected of me. Yeah. And I always just did it just because, like, that's all I knew. But how did you choose those subjects? Um, all of those? Well, I've always been, like, interested in how businesses work mm -hmm. and, like, how people make money. So, like, when my parents were like, what are you going to do in college? I was like, well, I guess business because that's the one that I'm, like, most interested in and the most useful anyways, so. Yeah, and I guess they were, like, completely, like, oh, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes! of course. They are like, yes, like, you know, like, finally, like, he's going to, you know, like, actually do something. He's going to be fine for the rest of his life. And all that, but you think if you weren't doing music, you'd be like a content or investment? Oh yeah, definitely. Oh, God, if I, I yeah, it up. yeah, I know. <laughs> if like if I wasn't doing music, I would definitely be like sitting at a desk right now, um, like at this moment. What time is it? Yeah, it's like it's like, <laughs> like two. <laughs> yeah, it's like two thirty on the East Coast. I would definitely Perfect be on the person. East Coast. Yeah, I know. But you had like difficulty fitting back into like the U.S. culture, right? Like after. Yeah, yeah. I was like thirteen, fourteen when I was in the Philippines and I was kind of like stripped away from that culture that I got so comfortable in mm -hmm. because we had to move back to the States. So I had like trouble like adjusting to like the kinds of like to the types of people here because I was so used to like my friends back in the Philippines. That was like the time where I like really sat down and just like worked on music and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it was still horrible for that entire year. Like my music was still so bad. <laughs> I think, yeah, that yeah. was like an important growing point in my career and my life too. So. Culturally, was it like relationships or I had difficulty finding people with the same interests as me because despite the fact that like the Filipino like people sort of like like the western culture a lot of my friends dug deeper into that and were really into like in like independent and like um, like the more underground music scene so when I came to the states and like tried to talk to people about that they were like what is that like they were into like Kid Cudi and Kanye West yeah. and like and I love all those artists but I was, like, at the time, I was, like, really into, like, the underground scene, 
especially with acts like Justice and like Daft Punk. Like that wasn't really mainstream at the time because it was like, it was like 2009 and like electronic music still wasn't like that popping off yet. Like trying to talk to people about this newfound passion that I had yeah. and just like no one like understanding. So it was like a little tough so for me. people in Manila who showed you all this like electronic stuff then? Yeah, yeah, oh, basically, cool. yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was crazy. Like I didn't, like who would have known like I would have found all of this in like the Philippines. Well, thanks to my friends, though, because yeah. a lot of them were, like, super hip and stuff, <laughs> and I was not, so shout-outs to them. Was that around the same time that you joined all those, like, mashup groups? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, like, yeah, I was, like, trying to find other people that, like, produce music as well, but I, there was no one around me. But, like, thank God for Facebook and, like, SoundCloud and stuff when I started posting my music. Other people started noticing, and then I started getting added to, like, producer groups and stuff. And then I joined one called Mashers, and like we had people like Lau in the group. We had Capslab, and then it was like me, and it was like uh, yeah, Jai Wolf yeah, was yeah. in it, but he was going by the name No Pets Allowed, oh, yeah. <laughs> and he was making like dubstep mashups and dubstep remixes, <laughs> and we were all making like this crazy EDM. But like I'm so thankful for that group because like I met like so many people that I still stay in contact with today because of that Facebook group. So. You're, you were always like under Manila Killer, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay, so. Is your old stuff still out? <laughs> <laughs> it is, actually. If you like look hard enough, a lot of my old stuff is online, but it's so bad. Like, I, I've deleted so much stuff on my SoundCloud. Now I have like 20 tracks on there or something, but like, dude, I've released many tracks in my day, <laughs> and a lot of them are like really, really bad. The reason why I'm like called Manila Killer in the first place was because. My parents didn't allow me to use my own name, oh. like my real name, yeah. Did you actually want to, though? Yeah, yeah, because, like, I was, like, I don't want to come up with a name, like, Chris Gavino, like, that's who I am, might yeah. as well. So I started on MySpace, and I put tracks up, and then my parents found out, and then they How were, did like... they find out? Um, I guess, like, I was just, like, showing them songs or something, and they were, like, wait, you can't, you can't put your name on the internet and stuff. And I was, like, what, why not? And then they, like, explained everything to me. Because I was, like, pretty naive at the time, too. But then, yeah, so they are like, you need to come up with a name or just, like, stop making music under your name. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, fine. So then I was, like, um, brainstorming with my friend. I was like, I don't, I literally have no idea what to call myself. <laughs> and at the time, this was during the period where I was, like, back in the States after, like, discovering electronic music mm -hmm. in the Philippines. And so I was just, like, talking with my friend online, and he was like, why don't you just call it Manila something? you know, to like pay tribute to where you like found music yeah. and stuff. I was like, yeah, sure, Manila, but I can't just be Manila because if you type that into Google, no <laughs> yeah, one's gonna like, yeah, no <laughs> one's gonna find it. So then my friend was like, Manila Killa. I was like, okay, sure, fuck, whatever. Like, I don't, I don't care at this point, yeah, yeah. So then that's what happened. I think it's a pretty cheesy name, honestly. <laughs> and it sounds like super aggressive for the type of music that I make, but I just like, it stuck and I like never changed Did it. Did you so. ever think of like, changing it like maybe moving on from like your mashup um honestly i never did because i never thought that like the music thing would actually work out like it was always just a hobby for me so like i was like i don't really care that much mm -hmm. about the name like i just want to put music out like it doesn't matter so then but then like i started getting a lot of traction but like after that i was like if i do change my name people are gonna like forget who i am and stuff like it's gonna be hard to find me again yeah. so i was just like i'm just gonna keep it and see where it goes so where do you think you got your initial attraction from so i made a remix 
of Don Golden's song, All I Want. Oh, really? Yeah, that I mean, one. I, I didn't realize that was, like, the main thing that brought you traction. I, yeah, yeah, I think, I mean, like, I had a couple songs before that that were, like, slowly building, but that was nothing compared to, like, what that song did for me because, first of all, I wasn't even going to put it out. I made the remix, and I was like, this sounds too much like Kygo. But then Mark Johns was like, no, Chris, you have to put this out. It's good. And I was like, ah. So I put it out on my birthday in 2014, which was like the summer we met, actually. Yeah. And then after that, Mad Decent heard it and like they signed it to the record label and they used it in like their after movies. And then I started getting asked to like play shows and stuff. Yeah. So like, I think, I feel like that was like the one song that really like changed everything for me. How so. long did it take? Your parents' approval. <laughs> oh man, it's honestly it's been an ongoing battle, but um, the summer of 2015 was the first summer that my parents let me pursue music on my own and not do an internship. Yeah. So basically, that was my summer to prove to them that like this could work. It's actually interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I was thinking about it. Of all the Asian countries, I feel like Philippines are the most open to arts. Right. Yeah. That? That's then, yeah. Because like all like a lot of like dancers, singers come mm -hmm. out of Philippines. Mm -hmm. but I guess it's your like your parents are more like you to find like a stable job. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like there are two types of Filipino parents. So they're the ones who are just like they encourage their kid to do whatever they want, and they yeah. will back them no matter what. And then there are also those Filipino parents who are like no, like, what are you thinking? Like, you have to have a stable job. You have to provide for your family and stuff. And, like, I came from that kind of family, but I was lucky enough to, like, have a chance to explain to them why I want to do this. Yeah. So, yeah, you it took a while. Mom, right? Yeah, the... yeah, so I brought my mom to, like, her first show of mine back in um, 2015. Yeah. yeah, 2015. And after that night, that's when she was like, okay, like, this is actually real. Like... I'm actually like bringing people out and stuff because before that like yeah I was making music and I was putting it out online and like you could see the numbers and stuff but that doesn't translate to what it's actually like to see people in front of you like enjoying your music so that's kind of what my parents needed to see yeah. before they let me do are this. Are they completely like let loose with you now or are they still like? Um, no no they're still like they're definitely still guiding me like my mom still gives me so much advice. Like, every time I come back home, she always has, like, new suggestions and oh, stuff. Really? Like, yeah, yeah. How? Like, okay, so, like, I'm very transparent with my parents about, like, my music. So my mom's always asking me, like, what are you up to this week? What songs are you working on? And then, like, I'll show her songs and stuff. And then she'll be like, you know, this needs a little more punch. Like, you need, like, a different really? thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, I think... And I think her, her advice is, like, really important to consider because I'm surrounded by other producers mm. who are super nitpicky with, like, are super nitpicky with how music sounds like. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes it's really important to get the point of view from someone who has no idea how the techn technical side works mm -hmm. and someone who's used to hearing music on the radio and, like, hearing all the hits and stuff. Yeah. So, like, I, I think she it's... She has had, like, more years of experience listening to music exactly. than all of us. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, she knows what's like a hit or not and like yeah because like my parents were super into like the ballad pop music as well so I feel like that's where I got my like pop mentality from too was from them listening to that stuff yeah. were they ever like oh I don't like your lyrics or certain like branding that you've ever yeah done? oh yeah definitely <laughs> like my mom's definitely like guided me in terms of branding like she's always <laughs> she always wants me to make sure that like I, I, I show myself as a decent person and like I and like I had like a decent upbringing and stuff, and like I'm definitely down to like, you know, 
I'm not like a crazy, wild, trashy person, <laughs> so I, like, I definitely owe it to my parents for guiding me the proper way. How do you think you've changed since you started putting out music, like your 15-year-old 15, 15 self? Oh man, so much, oh man, so, oh, where to begin? I mean, I mean, I guess the most obvious thing is that I appreciate different kinds of music so much more ever since I understood how much goes into like recording and mm -hmm. producing music. Like at the time when I was 15, I was trying to make like the loudest, the craziest, like the, the bangers, if yeah. you will. Like I was just trying to make stuff like that and I wasn't really paying attention to the musicality and stuff. But like the more that I studied how people produce and the more I got onto YouTube and looked up how producers like produce and why they do, you know, like why they use certain techniques and stuff, I was able to like really appreciate music. Mm -hmm. And like even now, like I used to hate like orchestra music and symphonies and stuff yeah. because of like the cello I was forced to like <laughs> play it but yeah. now I like appreciate how like how much like talent really goes into like, writing a symphony or like writing that mm -hmm. kind of music. How about like personal growth? There's like three, uh, yeah. three quarters <laughs> like that. Uh, personal growth? Oh man, honestly I still feel like I'm 15 at heart and people <laughs> definitely say that. <laughs> But I'm definitely not as irresponsible as I was once upon a time. <laughs> like, I've definitely grown up as, like, a person, as a grown-up would grow up. Mm -hmm. I'm definitely not, like, a kid anymore. But I still am very, like, light-hearted, I'd say. Yeah. So I wouldn't say much has changed, but mm -hmm. I'm definitely just more responsible. How about what would you tell, like, your younger self starting out? Oh, man. Uh, if I was able to tell my younger self, I would tell him to put all your energy into making music well, because yeah. yeah because like at the time I was ignoring my passion mm -hmm. and that's probably like one of the worst things I've done to myself <laughs> like I was like oh yeah like I think about it 24 7 but I got to do this homework like I, w I wouldn't tell myself to neglect my homework but I tell myself to take music a little more seriously because I was kind of flip-floppy with music for like the past like five years I was like trying to convince myself that I don't need to go down this career path I should just do you know, get the stable job and stuff, but, like, I would tell myself to, like, make up my mind sooner. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense, yeah. But definitely not drop out, because I don't think, yeah. I don't think that's a good idea. That's Last it. question. Yeah. What do you want to be remembered for? Oh, that's, I mean, the most simple answer for that is my music. Mm -hmm. Like, dude, my music is, like, a direct expression of, like, my emotions and my feelings on a day-to-day -day basis, almost. So, if you hear my song, like, let's say I just put out, like, I'm okay, like, a couple months ago. Yeah. That's a direct expression of how I felt at that time. So you're mm -hmm. sort of getting, like, a timeline of my growth oh. from when I was younger to, like, <laughs> now. And, like, if you compared my music when I was 15 to now, my music when I was, like, 15 was loud, like, really bad and, like, just, like, <laughs> too much energy. But now I'm sort of mellowed out and I'm sort of making what I've, like, always wanted to make. Yeah. So... Oh, that's really yeah. cool. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> no, of course. Thank you. Bye.